Well, a very big hello everyone, I'm Duncan Dornoff and welcome to this week's edition of the Tasmanian Harness Highlights podcast. Plenty to get through this week, of course we go harness racing in Hobart on Friday night where we have two qualification races of the sweepstakes series, also the David Medes Memorial for the junior drivers on that uh, seven event Hobart program. And then we head up to the, the northwest coast to Devonport on Sunday night where we have two heats of the Maxfield Drilling Raider Stakes and a prelude of the Collins Holmes Granny Smith Series. So spring has arrived, the nice horses are out on the track and the big races uh, commence virtually this weekend with those uh, heats and preludes into some uh, pretty nice races uh, over the upcoming weeks and of course there's virtually a feature race in Tasmania between now and the Easter Cup in Launceston next year. But as we do each and every podcast, we'll kick it off by looking back at last weekend's action, and that was in Launceston with a 10-race card. And Ben Yo was the standout trainer of the meeting. He prepared half the card. Montana Lad, the Black Assassin, Juniper, Endeavour Stride, and Guys Better Bet were his winners. Rodney Ashwood was in the winner's circle with a driving double. Huey Playboy and Yorkshire were his two victors. And Jordan Chibnall also recorded a double with the Black Assassin and Endeavour Stride. Let's quickly recap that meeting. If it's to be, it's up to me. Scored in the first race, rating 40-55 to 55 event. Uh, was easing the market. Opened up 225, touched 210, back out to 270 on the Taz Racing official price. Uh, Ricky Duggan gave the Paul Ashwood train pacer a nice run, one out and three back, before jumping onto that three-wide line at the 700 metres. And Ricky was able to weave his magic from the 400-metre mark uh, home to score to defeat uh, Lily Rocks, and Fury Dan, who was supported on the Taz Racing official price, 12 into 7, finishing back in third spot there in race number 1. Race 2 on the card was a 2-year-old maiden over 1680 metres, and Mickey O was able to score here on debut. Of course, he was a $16,000 purchase at the Carrick Yearling Sales uh, last year, and uh, was given a, a lovely run by Matt Howler, 1 out and 1 back. He worked into some clear racing room at the 150-metre point, and uh, look, he was a bit green, but he was too good for maybe and Reginald, uh, who was the early leader, back in third position. So Mickey O was $4 out to $5. A couple of runners well supported in that race, including maybe who finished in second spot, 4.40 into 2.40. Race three on the card was a uh, maiden. And uh, like Mickey O, the Tazbred bonus went off here with Huey Playboy. So two $10,000 Tazbreds uh, going off on the card. Uh, Rodney Ashwood trains and drives this gelded son of four-star shark who showed excellent gate speed to lead. Kicked clear at the top of the home straight and kept fighting on uh, for a handy effort. Uh, well supported on the official price too. He was uh, probably overs in the race uh, at $15. Ended up starting as a $7.50 chance. He was a, a handy win over Indiana Sands. A handy effort after racing wide the final circuit. Hyde Park back in third spot after having a nice run behind the leader. Race four on the card was a rating 63 to 74 event and Montana Lad broke through for a deserved win, a string of uh, placings and of course had no luck at all in Hobart last start but was able to do the right thing for connections and by a punters too, 350 into $2.30. Connor Crook gave his uh, Vignal trained at pacer, a lovely run one out and three back before working around to find the lead quite cheaply near the 1100 metre mark and uh, went on to record a very easy win 
over Sundan, who was $13 into $9.50. He was out wide over the final 1,000 metres and kept hitting the line well. And uh, long odds, believing forever, was uh, held up uh, in the top of the home straight, but when finding clear room late, he rattled home. He started one of the outsiders in that field at $71. Race 5 was the fast-class race of the night. It was a rating 75 to 105 event. Also eligible for this event were horses rated 106 or higher that haven't won in their last 10 starts. Yorkshire was the winner here. Was able to get through the field quite nicely, of course. Blame it on me, who was first up, drew gate two and showed terrific gate speed to lead. And Yorkshire just got a dream run through to find the top. And once uh, he got to the lead so cheaply, he was going to take a little bit to run down. All honours with the place, get a sunny sands. He was first up since February 2020. He was out wide in that fast last half and uh, fought on well. A very good return by him. Also a good return by Blame It On Me, who uh, was able to get that nice run on the back of Yorkshire and wasn't that far behind him at the business end of the race. So looking forward to her coming back to four-year-old Mears grade in Devonport this week. So a lot of handy runs there. Uh, Sunny Sands was the quickest last half of the meeting in 5528 a couple of horses behind him also recording good sectionals. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the podcast. Let's go to race six. And uh, this was a no more than four lifetime win race. So as we see with these uh, conditioned races, uh, we always get a big gap in the national rating system. If you use to use that as an example, it was a rating at 31 to 63 events. So a big gap of the national rating represented here. And it was a 53 Raider in Kuzma saluting a four-year-old gelding for Todd Rattray and driver Caleb Williams. Uh, look, it was a handy effort behind Cosimo in Launceston last start, but the barrier draw no doubt put a lot of people off in what was a, an even race on paper. Uh, Caleb Williams restrained this pacer from the wide draw. He was three wide and two back for the final 1,100 metres and sprinted down the outside best at score. Over the stable mate to Mazazu, who was well supported, 416 to 380, who uh, raced up close to the speed, was just out sprinted by the stable mate late. Uh, Lavorne back in third spot, another runner well supported in the race, 313 to 250, uh, hit the front at the top of the straight, and Kaomi was back in fourth position. I note that pace, they had a broken head check uh, in the run there. But all, all honours with Kuzma, and to those that took the $41 that was available in the Taz Racing official price, well done to you. It was 41 into 21. To race 7 on the card, this was a rating 56 to 62 event over the 1680 metres, and this was a peg-dominated race. It was three pegs behind leader, leader uh, being the trifecta here. That being the Black Assassin, $31 uh, into 19 on the Taz Racing official price. Of course, he was a Launceston winner back in mid-August. Uh, inside of the second row, he settled three back the marker pegs, and Jordan Chibnall was able to get him out in plenty of time around the home bend uh, when the gaps appeared. And he was too good late for Stormy Sands, who hit the front 100 metres out before being run down. It's another second placing for him, but he's racing well with the Sire Stakes races just around the corner for him. And Big Jim Montana was having his fair start in the state. Of course, he's a gelded son of Lanacos, showed good gate speed to lead and it was a handy effort first up in the state. Of course, uh, a couple of runners uh, there that were well supported. Of course, Lancelot was sent out the $1.45 favourite. Uh, obviously, things went right there, so hopefully all's okay with him, and we see him back to his best in the uh, coming weeks or two. 
Let's go to Ray Saints, and uh, this was taken out uh, by Juniper. Of course, a recent addition to the Benyol stable. Mark Yell taking the reins uh, on this pacer, who was $5 out to six fifty on the Taz Racing official price. Uh, come with a well-timed run over the top of Gudo Dar Siena and Blackjack Hanover back in third position. Uh, but all honest with Juniper, said one out and three back and was too good for her rivals late. $5 out to six fifty on the Taz Racing official price, defeating Gudo Darciana, who was the favourite, three ten into two seventy. Race nine on the card, and uh, the favourite saluted here in Endeavour Stride. It was a messy old race. Uh, of course, there was a bit of carnage in the running to the first corner, and a few horses were severely checked and retired from the race or locked wheels. Uh, but Endeavour Stride uh, was uh, the victor, coming home with a, a nice run after settling in a one-out, two-back position to defeat Sports Candy and Seahawk back in third spot. Endeavour stride well supported, $5 into three eighty, and it was too good there. And the last event of the night was taken out by Guys Better Bet, another handy driver here, this time by Ben Woodsford. The pacer settled back in the field and was too good for Matt Charm, ideal investment in a race where Benyol had the first five runners past the post. Guys Better Bet was eight fifty out to 10 Back into 6.50, but when acknowledging the flux uh, from this race, there was that late scratching uh, with a horse that caused two false starts. So having a look at the sectionals from the Launceston meeting, as I touched on, Sunny Sands was the quickest last half of the meeting in 55.28. Racketeers Boy, the second quickest, 56.18. Yorkshire, 56.2. Blame it on me, 56.21. Outside of that rating, uh, 75 to 105 event, uh, others to note were Indiana Sands 57.3, Indelible 57.35, and Sundan 57.6. Trials were held in Devonport on Monday night. A quick recap there. Young Rooster led all the way for an easy win in 2-4.2. Life's a Jungle was uh, a victor in 2-3.4. In a trial where the entire front line didn't go away, but he was able to get down to a pace first to lead. Turquoise Stride we recorded a mile rate of 23.7 after racing first over for the final 1,000 metres. They were the standing start trials of the mobiles. Colby Sands, 25.6. He went forward to find the lead after 400 metres and one under a firm hold. Get Home Roy scored in 27.2. He sat behind the leader and worked into the clear at the top of the home straight to record a narrow win. Kamadek in 23.2 sat on the back of the leader before working one off at the 400 metres to go on and score. And Outlaw Joe won the final trialling 2-2.7. He ended up three back the pegs before sweeping to the lead off the back straight to go on for an easy win. You can watch all of those trials at tazracing.com.au. Trials will be held in Hobart this Monday night. Drive of the week time. Uh, two, two to note here. Uh, we'll give the main drive of the week to Jordan Chibnall for the drive on the Black Assassin, of course, uh, that was the race where she sat three back the pegs and uh, was able to get that well-timed run to score over Stormy Sands and Big Jim Montana. So Jordan Chibnall gets drive of the week. Uh, a close a close second was Ben Woodsford with his drive on Guy's better bet in the final race on the program. So I wanted to acknowledge that drive as well. So let's have a look at the premierships after the weekend's meetings and a tight battle for the driver's title. Connor Crook on 60 leading Troy McDonald 59. 
Of course, uh, Troy didn't quite get the paperwork in for his license last weekend, so that win with Montana Lad proving costly. But plenty of time to go with that uh, premiership, so it'll be a good few weeks uh, ahead of us. Of course, we're midway through September, and that goes right through until the meeting at Carrick on December 31. So plenty of time uh, for that premiership. Um, there's a few hot on their heels, so uh, I wouldn't say those two are over the line just yet. A trainer's premiership, well, Ben Yol is over the line, 161 wins. And uh, he's still in front of the Australian trainer's premiership, uh, Grant Dixon starting to bridge that gap as well. So uh, interesting to see how that premiership plays out. Uh, back locally, Connor Crook in second spot on 31 in that trainer's premiership. Female drivers, Jordan Chibnall, 23, leading Hannah Van Dongen, 17. Female trainers is an interesting battle. Tammy Langley holds a one-win lead. She's recorded 18 wins over Juanita McKenzie, 17. And the junior drivers, Jordan Chibnall, 23, Bronte Miller, 16, and there's a few just behind here. So another premiership that will play out over the next few months. Having a look interstate, and Ignatius, well, he goes around today at Wagga. That's if you're listening to the podcast on Friday afternoon. He goes around at 5.50pm. He has drawn barrier two on the second row in a uh, no higher than 120 rating event over the 1740 metres. Of course, no horse can go higher than 120, so virtually an open class race at Wagga. Uh, James is in a... uh, a zone which includes uh, tracks from Wagga to Goulburn, so he can't actually go to Menangle. The only way Ignatius can race at Menangles at present is if he's transferred to a uh, a trainer in that zone. So uh, good to see that the races stood up for him last uh, this week, Ignatius, because it uh, failed to stand up last week. So uh, interesting to see how he goes today in what does look to be uh, a competitive race, albeit out uh, in the Riverina. Uh, the Melton meeting once again has been transferred uh, to the country venues in Melbourne due to the curfew. Uh, Bendigo is the venue on Saturday night and plenty of Tasmanian interest at this meeting. We see Max Delight back in Victoria. He lines up in the Group 1 Caduceus Classic. Also on the card, Bring the Flame, a Tasmanian bred pacer goes around in Race 1. Tasmanian-owned B-Major Threat is an emergency in Race 5 and the Tasmanian-owned Bell of Brooklyn lines up in race 9. And at Albion Park in Brisbane, Street Kid won last week in 156.5. He backs up again in race 6 on a Saturday night there. So that's just a look at some of those uh, in those uh, metropolitan meetings at this weekend. The Botra Stallion Tender has uh, finally launched and entry forms are available Online, it's uh, an online form. You just put in your, your name and price, phone number, and hit submit down the bottom of the page. The website to go is botra-tender.com.au. So botra-tender.com.au. There's a link also on the Botra Facebook page for that. Uh, so make sure you get involved with a couple of stallions uh, on offer there. We'll take a break and be back with more on the podcast on the other side. TazRacing.com.au's new Form Plus Pro gives you even more data on all Tasmanian harness racing. Subscribe to the ultimate Tasmanian form source today. Form Plus Pro by TazRacing.com.au. And with thanks to Taz Racing's Form Plus Pro, let's have a look at the weekend's action. Of course, we're racing Hobart on Friday and then back up in Devonport on Sunday night. 
And I grabbed Connor Crook to have a chat about a few of his chances across the weekend. How are you going, Connor? Yeah, good, thanks, Duncan. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Let's have a look at a few of your chances across the weekend. Uh, we'll go to race two in Hobart, where you take the reins on uh, Fury Dan. Uh, placed his last uh, couple of starts and uh, should appreciate a slight drop in class in his last start effort. Yeah, a little, little drop in class and he's got a good draw. Um, sort of likes to race on speed, so he should be able to do that from there. He's a, he's a big, funny sort of horse. He, um, when you want him to go, he won't. And when you want him to settle, he wants to run. So you just got to sort of try and go with him. But um, yeah, I hope he'll go on the cross or not pretty handy. And um, the speed's general enough. He should be there about to One of the features of the night in Hobart is a qualification race for the sweepstakes series. In the Phillies division, you take the reins on... Flo Joe Cavallo has only had the one start for one win. That was back in July. Of course, she's trained by Rowan, so no doubt you've seen a bit of her this preparation. Uh, yeah, no, she's working as bad as good as she can. She's not the greatest track worker. I think she actually surprised Rowan um, when he started her first up and she got the, got the job done. I think that's sort of been the trait with um, betting on fillies. Anyway, they seem to know when it's race day. So, um, no, she's, she's working good enough to be competitive for me with the draw. Um, but, yeah, I think she should be better for the form. Just for those that couldn't work it out, that's Rowan Healy we're talking about. Uh, the other qualification race for the sweepstakes is race five, the Colts and Geldings. You train and drive big boy Mal uh, in this event. Um, fair start, but it was a pretty handy winning long test. No doubt you was impressed with that performance and uh, was only narrowly defeated on the Hobart track last start. Yeah, he's been good both of his starts. He's working home um, pretty good. I have a little bit of opinion of him. He's a sort of big, big little doping bastard. When he works it all out, um, I think he'll go nice. But I think he actually went pretty good at Hobart. That's the first time, you know, I haven't sort of just um, peeled and dashed him up. That's sort of what I've done with him at home. So he, I thought he did a good job. Um, the sit part, they broke two minutes, um, run a good half, and he's sort of still coming on the line. But he's still still learning what it's all about. And um, that draw certainly won't hurt him. Um, Another big night of racing in Devonport on Sunday night. We've got heaps of the Raider Stakes and a prelude of the uh, Granny Smith as well. We'll start with heat one of the Raider Stakes. You take the reins on the Kent Rattray trained Colby Sands. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was in the Sulky for a recent trial in Devonport with this uh, gilding. Uh, yeah, went down Monday to Dryland um, with... Unfortunately, Johnny Wilder's not been, uh, he's been a little bit ill. Um, they were looking for a driver and um, Kelly's got his own one in it. So he rang me up and asked for a go to the trial. So I went down and drove and got a feeling. And he trialled pretty good. He sort of, uh, when nothing's around him, he's a bit lazy and switches off. But when something comes at him, he picks a bit up and um, wants to race. So he certainly, he's got a nice draw anyway in the, in the heat. Um, we'll pause you up pretty early and probably happy to hold the front. I haven't spoke to Kent yet, but um, we felt as though he's a horse that would be pretty hard to get past him and hold the front. And, um, he's got a fair bit of uh, a rating on most of those, so um, yeah, I'm sure Kent would be pretty happy to pause you out from one and, and do the same. Let's go over to the prelude of the Granny Smith. You train and drive Ide and Gorgeous, and you must be wrapped with the job she's done since entering your care. Yeah, she's done a really good job, mate. She's a lovely man to have around. You know, she always... Always, you know, works with me up. She's no sort of trouble. So, um, you know, if they're all like her, it should be a pretty easy job. Um, unfortunately, she's copped another inside the second row draw. That's three in a row, which isn't, isn't ideal. She tends to like to race it on speed. 
um, which is a bit hard to do from in there. Um, but just grateful supreme, not the final. And, you know, fingers crossed we can get a bit better draw for the final. Blame it on me, obviously, the one to beat. Can you cause an upset against her? Uh, not in the prelude, I don't think. We'll, sort of, we'll be back um, sort of the same spot. If, if I do one and um, don't just out the back in the final, I'll be a chance, um, but I'd have to be spotting at a fair margin, I reckon. But um, you never know, Dimpot makes a good race, and then um, just fingers crossed we can get a bit of a draw over in the final. Uh, let's head over to race number seven on the card. I think this is one of your better drives on the night. Rock on Playboy. Uh, he's had a couple of placings in Victoria in recent starts and joins the Ben Yale stable. Yeah, his Melbourne form is pretty good. Um, he comes up with a um, second row draw, punches through pretty good. Um, I, I think he look pretty easy and hopefully we can you know, sort of stay and have the last crack at him. And it's, a, it's a pretty even field, which at Denport generally results in a pretty... You know, even run race, so hopefully um, I can give a nice little trip in there and, and be poking my nose out there somewhere around the turn. Uh, they're just some of your drives uh, across the weekend, Connor. Who's the best of them? Uh, we'll go with Rock on Playboy a bit of odds, I reckon. Just pray that I can pull a drive out of the ass. Race seven, number eight. Appreciate the insight into a, a couple of your main chances, Connor, and all the best of luck. Beautiful. Thanks, mate. So that was Connor Crook having a chat about a few of his chances across the weekend. Um, Hobart is the venue tonight. Uh, a tough night's racing down there. Of course, uh, a number of the races are either the sweepstakes heats. We've got a maiden junior driver's race. But a remainder of the card was the block nomination system where there was just that one race code and fields were selected uh, in uh, ratings and points order, and uh, you get a lot of like-for-like racing when that system has been done. Uh, I mark the best on a tricky night of racing in race four, number nine, Squatter Shannon. Uh, first up since August 6th, when leading all the way here in Hobart. It's had it freshen up since, and uh, with a handy second row trailing draw. I'm going to make that pace the best of the meeting, race four, number nine, on what is a tricky night's racing in Hobart. Devonport is the venue for Sunday night harness racing. And let's have a look at that meeting. The first leg of the quaddy is uh, race five on the card. It's a discretionary handicap over the 26.45 metre journey. Playing two numbers in the quaddy and they have the two handicapped runners, Illegal Immigrant and Isaiah. Illegal Immigrant is the on-top selection. He's been racing uh, well of late. Of course, he went around in a discretionary where they bowled along in quarters of 30.3, 28.7 and 29.4 the last three splits. He just struggled to get into the race. Can't fault his form prior to that. Uh, has one here at Devonport in the past. So uh, number 11, illegal immigrant. Then 12, Isaiah, first up since uh, May. Of course, he was engaged in a race in Hobart recently and was subsequently scratched. Is uh, a horse that also has a handy record in Devonport of four wins and eight placings. So I'm going to play those two in the first leg of the quaddy. Reign of Pain from the Poles been racing well, as is perfect. Uh, Mac, who's uh, drawn to follow him out uh, in an interesting race there. Race six on the card seat, two of the Raider Stakes. And I'm just going to play the one number here with number four, Cosimo. He's been racing well this preparation. He's been uh, trained uh, to the minute by Mark Jones, of course, uh, a good win from a poor draw in Launceston last time out where he scored by eight and a half metres. 
Kuzma finished in second spots, made the form look good by winning since. Finished midfield in Launceston in the start prior to that, but the tyre was off the rim for the final 900 metres. Uh, so you can easily forgive him for the, for that effort and uh, form prior to that's been pretty good. Rowan Healy jumps back aboard. He's got a handy record on the horse. So we'll take him one out uh, in uh, League 2 of the Quaddy. League 3s are rating 53 to 59. Event over 22.97 metres. Very open race. Uh, five numbers I've got wrote down here. Big Gem Montana. Uh, should take some benefit from that first up effort in the state in Launceston last Sunday. Queensland forms uh, respectable. We'll just need luck from the draw. Juniper, a handy win last time out. Uh, guys better bet. Also a recent winner coming from well back in the field. Uh, also going to include Gudo Darciena, who does have a poor draw to overcome, but another horse that's going well without uh, without winning, and also going to include Rock on Playboy, Victorian Forms respectable. So 7, 3, 4, 6 and 8 uh, playing that third league wide. And the last league of the quaddy is race 8, a 60 to 74 event. 10, 11, 4, the three numbers here. Montana lad, uh, naturally, he's been racing well for a long time, breakthrough for a deserved win. And with the concession claim here for Jordan Chibnall, gets into this race nicely. The Black Assassins won two out of his last four and should get a nice little run into the race for mine despite that second row draw. And Crispy Quick, uh, I'm also going to include. Now, he's finished down the track in a number of recent runs but comes back to Devonport where he's won five races uh, in his career. He's got good gate speed and uh, should settle close to the speed. There is a bit underneath him as well, uh, but we'll include him 10-11-4. So recapping those numbers for the Devonport Quaddy. 11 and 12 into 4 1 out. Se- uh, third league 7 3 4 6 8. 10 11 4 in the final league. Best bet on the Devonport card. We'll get it early. Race 1, number 3, M Wrights. Uh, so M Wrights uh, the best. And uh, hopefully Rowan Hillier has a good night because he's on the best and also on Cosimo, who've got one out in the quaddy. So that's a look at uh, the uh, week ahead here in Tasmania. Of course, Hobart, the venue on Friday night. Uh, Sky Racing 2 to cover that meeting from 5.54. And we've also got uh, Devonport from 5.50. So plenty to look forward to, plenty to recap next week. Hope you can join us. Then subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy your harness racing and we'll catch up soon.